Well, if you didn't get the Instagram message, just so you know, I'm not Jerry Savelle. Um, he, was, he was supposed to minister this morning, but he sends his greetings, and there's just some things that uh, he, he needed to take care of, and, but know that uh, he loves you, praying for the service, and um, let's pray for him. You know, he pours out and pours out and pours out and pours out all over the world. I mean, just, just where he's gone, just the first half of this year has been... Um, you know, I traveled with him years ago, back about 21 years ago, and we would be, we would be going 21 days out of the month in different churches every night. And, and, you know, I'm telling you, he, he just, just, it's the grace on his life to step into that and, and, um, do what God's called him to do. But, you know, the Bible tells us, Paul said, said, pray for me, you know, pray for me. And, and so let's pray for him. Amen. Miss Carolyn, Father, we just thank you for Dr. Savell right now. And I thank you that even as he may be watching this morning, Lord, we just release our faith over him and Miss Carolyn. Lord, for, that you strengthen him, that you quicken him, that you empower him. I thank you for the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, quickens, Paul said, quickens his mortal body right now. I thank you for refreshing them. I thank you for your hand coming upon them. I thank you, Lord, for, for whatever they have need of. Thank you for the wisdom that they're pressing into in every aspect of the ministry. I thank you for your hand upon their lives. And, Lord, I just count it an honor and a privilege just to be part of this ministry. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm so grateful for them and their faithfulness and their obedience to the Word of God for 54 years. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Men and women of integrity. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Y'all so quiet this morning. Hallelujah. So some, someone's still praising over there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you have your Bibles, you should have your Bibles, or your phone or something, right? If you have your Bibles, turn to... 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and we'll get there in a moment. Second Corinthians chapter 3, and my assignment uh, as your pastor, um, really, I, this is, I don't even know, I think this might be the 14th message. Um, we've done different aspects of it. We've talked about desiring God. We've talked about having a desire for the Word. And here... In the last weeks, we've been talking about desiring the Holy Spirit. And understanding the Holy Spirit is not a feeling. The Holy Spirit is not a denomination. The Holy Spirit is not tongues. The Holy Spirit is a person. And He's precious. We know from the Bible that He can be grieved. He's a gift. He's a precious gift. And, it, and as believers, he's a gift that we should, we should welcome on a daily basis. In any endeavor that we approach, in any situation that we go into, we should have this constant pull from heaven that's saying, Holy Spirit, I need you. Holy Spirit, direct me. Holy Spirit, I welcome you to do 
what you were sent to do. Jesus relied upon this gift. So much so that he told the disciples, hey, hey, I'm commissioning you to go into all the world, but don't go there. Don't do it. Tarry there until you're endued with power. And we talked about that word endued last week. And we said the word endued does not, does not just mean clothed, but it means to sink into a garment. It means where he's actually becomes a part of who you are. It makes up part of your entire being. But if you think the Holy Spirit is a goosebump, a feeling, a denomination, or some sort of movement, then you're totally missing the whole purpose for who the Holy Spirit is and what he desires to do in your daily life. Daily life, not ministry life, daily life. Welcome the Holy Spirit. I need him. I need him in every situation. I need him. I need him right now. Every time I stand up here, I'm like, Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm counting on you. Luke, Jesus told us through Luke's writings or Luke told us about Jesus and, and told us that he goes, if you being evil, you being natural, know how to give good gifts, treasures that exceed to your children. How much more would the heavenly father give the gift of the Holy Spirit? If you being natural, Alex, want to give Allison every treasure that you can imagine for her safety, her protection, her peace, her comfort, her prosperity, and to her success in her life. How much more would the heavenly father want to give us the Holy Spirit that would protect us, guide us, strengthen us, empower us, equip us? How much more? Say, I need the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Say, he's important to me. me. Jesus said, hey, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. This is John 14. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to leave you as an orphan, but I'm going to send you someone just like myself. I'm not going to leave you comfortless, but I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And he will not only be with you, but he will be in you. Say, he's in me. Years ago, there was a, this, this, um, I remember uh, brother Copeland ministered a message and, and it was something that just stuck with me. And he, he would say this, you know, that I am God inside minded. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm God inside minded. Now, if you, if you think God is someone that's way out over there, then it's always going to be this gap between you and him. But when you understand that he sent the Holy Spirit to dwell in you, Corinthians says that we are the temple of God and the spirit of God lives in us. Then I realized, wait a minute, I've got the Godhead living on the inside of me. Now, sometimes that that can make our natural head go, wow, I don't quite get that. Because what you, you judge yourself according to the natural. I'll judge myself to my failures, my weaknesses, my insecurities. I'll judge myself according to past, my, past mistakes instead of, wait a minute, I've got the greater one living down on the inside of me. Thank you, Father. Now say this with me. 
Holy Spirit is everything in us that Scripture says He is. Holy Spirit will do everything in us that Scripture says He will do. Holy Spirit will be everything in us that Scripture says He will be. Amen. Do you receive that? If you haven't understood, I'm a teacher. This is a word church. The word is the foundation to our success. Thank you, Father. I heard a phrase the other day, and I don't know, let's see, I just kind of came up, so help me, Holy Spirit. That if we exchange truth for tradition, we'll exchange results for rituals. Instead of having experiences, we'll just have explanations. You see, because when you can't experience, then that's how denominations were created. Because when they couldn't experience, some denominations, so I don't want to make a false statement. A lot of times denominations in different things, what they'll do, and I'm not belittling any denomination, but I'm saying it's just the nature of how, what the enemy does is if I can't experience, if I don't experience what the word says, then I have to explain why it didn't work. Then I'll explain why it didn't happen and I'll have to, I'll have to create some sort of explanation of why the word isn't the word. The Holy Spirit, he's, he's precious and he's everything that Scripture says he is to me. So look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. I'd like to welcome Pastor Annette. She's, uh, she's with her mom. It's her birthday this weekend. We were down there and I drove back yesterday. So I know, say hi, Pastor Annette. Hi, Pastor Annette. <laughs> and so I know she's watching, so. Verse 17 says, now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So where the spirit is, that's where liberty is. Where the spirit is, there is. Is liberty. Now the word there means it's not just a place, but it's a time. It means there at that place and at that time where the spirit is at that place and at that time, there's liberty. Where the spirit is there at that place and at that time, there's liberty. So when Jesus walked the earth, he had the spirit of the Lord. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, right? And he goes on to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of freedom. So as the spirit of the Lord was upon him, where the spirit is there at that place and at that time, there's freedom. 
You see, there is some, there are some characteristics and there's some nature, some, so there's the, the, the Holy Spirit has a certain nature. There's a, a nature about the Holy Spirit. Just like a, a person has certain characteristics, the Holy Ghost has certain characteristics and where he is, there's freedom. If we look throughout scripture, we look throughout the entirety of scripture, we see the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was not a New Testament entity, but the Holy Spirit has always been. We see him in creation when darkness was upon the face of the deep and the earth became without form and void. And another word without form and void was chaos. When there was chaos, it said the Holy Spirit hovered upon the face of the deep. And when God said light be. The Holy Spirit created everything that we see. So what are we? We're seeing the Holy Spirit is a creative arm of, of, he's the creative arm of God. We see the Holy Spirit working throughout, throughout scripture to bring Jesus on the scene. We see the Holy Spirit working in Elisha and Elijah. We see the Holy Spirit helping, uh, ministering to Moses to go out and go back to Egypt and deliver my people. And as they came out, what happened? It said, it said that there was a fire by day and a cloud by night. When they're standing and they have an army and they have the Red Sea and they have nowhere else to go. There's a fire, that, a pillar of fire that comes before them. What is that? That is the Spirit of God. That is the Spirit of God. So there's some nature, uh, there's some characteristics of the Holy Spirit. He's freedom. Also, he's, he has the ability to transform. For instance, 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6, it said, And when the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, there's two things that happened. He prophesied and it said, and he turned into another man. Now, that doesn't mean, he he didn't turn into like Superman. It It wasn't that. It wasn't all of a sudden he turned into a different being. No, it was all of a sudden now he was no longer living out based on his natural abilities. Because now he could do things he couldn't do before. Why? Because that's what happens with the Spirit of God. When the Holy Spirit comes, there's freedom. We see transformation. We look at all the prophets. We look at Jesus. We look at the disciples. We look at the Apostle Paul. And we see the Holy Spirit work. 66 books. Timothy tells us all scripture is God breathed. Yes. Yes. Second Peter chapter one, verse 21, and says that, that, that as, as prophecies come forth, it says that we don't make our own private interpretation, but it said, but prophets spoke when the Holy Spirit came upon them. So everything that we have in this book is given to us by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Go to first Corinthians chapter two. Hallelujah. He brings freedom. He brings transformation. He brings empowerment. He brings giftings. Thank you, Father. First Corinthians chapter one. Say thank God for the word. I'm not going to unpack all of First Corinthians chapter two, but there's an assignment that I have this morning. 
starting verse 9, he says, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now, religious-minded people could say, you see, you never know what God's going to do. I've had people say, well, you know, I hadn't seen nor ear heard, nor entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. You never know what God's going to do. You got to keep reading. The things, say the things. things. So it says the things which God has prepared for those who love him, but... So you can't leave out the butts, but God has revealed them. God has revealed them. Now, now what I want to deal with this morning is knowing that the Holy spirit is a revealer of truth. He came to reveal things. Daniel says he is a revealer of secrets, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Meaning I can know the heart of God. I can know the mind of God. I can know what God desires for my life, for my family, for my children. I can know. Yeah, in the natural, my eye might not have seen it. In the natural, my ear might not have heard it. Right now, it might not be in my mind. But hey, he loves me. He loves me. He loves me. And there's things he's prepared for me. And therefore, because he loves me, he's going to reveal some things to me by his spirit. By the Holy Spirit, he's going to reveal truth to me. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man that's within him? Even so, no one knows, now listen, even so, no one knows the things of God. See, that you take, see, we can't know, we can't know the things of God, but keep reading. No one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we have received. Now we have received. Paul's saying, now we have received. Not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that he freely given to us by God. Wow. Now... I can receive the things that he's freely given. Wow. That we might know, that we might know, that we might know, that we might possess, that we might come to understand the things that have been freely given to us by God. Freely given. Wow. Man. But if you don't think the Holy Spirit's for today and you don't understand these things, then you will not press into, hey, God, what do you have for me? What do you have for heritage? What do you have for my household? What do you have for my children? The Holy Spirit. Now go to first, uh, go to John chapter 16. Thank you, Lord. John chapter 16. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will do everything in us that Scripture says you will do. Thank you, Lord. Uh, 
it was last week when I was reading John 16, and one of the scriptures we used, the King James says, it's, he goes, it's expedient that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the Holy Ghost can't come. And we talked about that, and the word expedient means to join together. It means to partner together to bring success. Jesus is saying, hey, I've got to get out of here because I need you to partner with this because this one you're partnering with is going to bring success. The word expedient is actually where we get our word symphony from. A symphony. You know what a symphony is? It's different instruments working together to produce some, a masterpiece. And so that's the word, the Greek word that Jesus is using here. It's expedient that I go away. Why? Because if I don't go away, hey, the symphony isn't going to happen. Without turning there, I just want to bring this out. And I believe it's in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. And it, and it says this, but it says, but the manifestations of the spirit are for us to profit with all. That word profit with all is the same word for expedient. The manifestations of the spirit are for us to profit with all. And in that chapter, he's talking about all the gifts of the spirit, talking about all the gifts, all the manifestations coming together are caused us to be joined together to see success. Let's pick up this about revealing this morning. Verse 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will, Elizabeth, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to the Father and you see, no, see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Wow. Some interesting set of scriptures, right? I mean, the King James uses the word, it said, Cain, that he might reprove the world of sin. Reprove the world of judgment and reprove the world of righteousness. I don't like that word. I mean, in my mind, when I first read that years ago, and like to me, it sounded like rebuke. It sounded like rebuke with a punishment attached to it. We don't like the sound of that, do we? We don't like the sound of pun- Your children don't like the sound of punishment. You're grounded. Let me have your phone. We don't like those things, Right? But this is, this, is, this is a loving statement here. He goes, he's going to be the helper. And what is he going to help you do? What are some things that are going to take place? Remember, he's a revealer. One, he's going to, New King James says, convict. A better definition of the word convict is to convince. So the Holy Spirit is going to convince the world of sin. He is going to convince the world of righteousness, and he's going to convince the world of judgment. Why do you all be like heavy? You're like, you're like, you're soaking it in. That's, that's it. Just teaching for a little bit here. The word convince means to open your eyes to, 
It means to reveal. It means to show. He, he wants to open your eyes to sin. He wants to open your eyes to righteousness. And he wants to, you to open your eyes to judgment. He wants to show you sin. He wants to show you righteousness and he wants to show you judgment. He, why? Because he's a revealer. He's, why? Because the, the nature of the Holy Spirit is to reveal with a purpose to lead. So if, if we look at sin for a moment, I believe there's two aspects of what he's trying to, what the Holy Spirit does to convince the world of sin. Number one, he wants to convince an unbeliever that there is a Savior. Do you, can you say amen to that? Amen. He wants to open the unbeliever's eyes to the fact that there is a Savior that bled for them, took stripes on the back for them, that died, that took on the penalty of sin so they didn't have to carry the penalty of sin. He, he wants to open the eyes of a believer to sin. And what we would like to say, missing the mark. I, I remember as a, as a young person, um, you know, when I, after I first got born again at 19, 20 years of age, and man, man, things, I was on fire. But, you know, if you don't cultivate the right things, Vic, you lose the fire. And, and you, you start making other choices and other decisions. And, and, and this, this, because I, I mean, we've all been there. And all of a sudden it's like you go to do something and you can no longer sin and enjoy it. It's like, I mean, hey, if you're a born again believer and, and Jesus intersected with your life, you cannot sin happy. It, it, it's just not it because deep down on the inside of you, there's this, oh, what did I do? Oh gosh. And so kind of what was happening in my life was, was it was like, you know, Hey, I was a front row Christian 10 months in, but 16 months in. Hey, I was kind of sitting, you know, and this is no offense to where you're sitting. Okay. No offense. It's just, Hey, look at his analogy here. It's like, next thing I know, it became like the middle of the church Christian. And, uh, and it's like, Oh, you know, well, mm, you know, I probably can't show up to do kids today. Cause what I did last night and why? Cause all the while the Holy spirit is on the inside of you and he's revealing things to you and he's revealing to you, Hey, get things right. Make things right. Make things right. Make things right. And, and there's this, I call it like the Holy ghost scratch. It's just, it's down inside. You just, it's just like, it's, you, you just, you, you lay down. It's like, Oh man. And then next thing you know, you go, you know, I went from the middle of the church to the back row. No offense, back row Christian, back row people today. That's no, I mean, Hey, if it hits, it hits. Okay. But, 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 but the point is, but the point is on the inside of me, it's like, it's like the Holy spirit is working. But eventually, it's not that the Holy Spirit stops speaking. 
It's just what happens is your voice gets louder than his voice. He's still there leading. Why? Because he's trying to reveal, hey, hey, Justin, hey, come on. You don't, you don't need that. You don't need to go there. You, you, you don't need that. To, you don't need alcohol to, to find comfort and peace. You don't need that. You don't need a relationship. You don't need those things. It's the Holy Spirit. Why he, he's, he's trying to reveal things. He's, he's trying to reveal. I mean, what are some ways we can look? He's trying to reveal sin. Another way we can look at it is he's come to convince the world that, hey, man got separated from the Father. What's the, what's the next one? He came to convince, to open the eyes to, to show Righteousness. The Holy Spirit say, Alex, man, you are the righteousness of God. But yet Alex is saying, you know what? But I, I, I'm, not, I'm not any good. The enemy would say, no, you're a failure. You're, you're, you know, you messed up. You, Alex, you're, you're a loser. Alex, you're amazing, actually. But, but I'm just saying, this, what, I'm talking about what happens in the heart of a believer. But yet the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, it's not about your righteousness, Alex. It's about my righteousness, Alex. Yes. And the Holy Spirit will bring up scriptures to you and, and say, he who knew no sin, he that didn't know any sin, he became sin. Now, that I could be made, I could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit say, through one man's disobedience, death reigned over all. It's Romans chapter 5. But through the obedience of one, many shall be made righteous. So we, another way we could look at it is, now, another, another scripture that we could focus on about the Spirit is Romans chapter 8. I'm not throwing a lot of scriptures out there to you today, but Romans chapter 8. It says... When the Spirit Himself, I think it's verse 15, when the Spirit Himself bears witness. What is a witness? A witness is, is someone that is a tool in a trial. A witness. When the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are sons of God. Wow. Wow. When his spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're sons of God. So here we're seeing that he, the Holy Spirit came to convince, to open our eyes to and reveal the fact that we're children of God. We're sons of God. Was the, and then the last one, to convince, to open our eyes to and to reveal Judgment. Let's, let's look at this back in 16 here. Verse 10 says, Of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and you'll see me no more, of judgment, now get this, because of the ruler of this world is judged. You know, he didn't say that the people of this world are judged. 
the Holy Spirit came to reveal and open our eyes to the fact that the one that caused the sin in the beginning has been defeated. Thank you, Father. There was a couple of things I wrote down. We look at sin, we can say, we can convince us that family was lost. With righteousness, we can see how family was restored. And with judgment, we can see that we have an inheritance received. Another way we can look at it is, is man sinned and they lost righteousness. Jesus came so we could obtain righteousness. And because of that, we have victory today. See, the Holy Spirit is constantly trying to reveal to you and show you, hey, hey, Jesus took care of the sin and Jesus made us righteous. And because of that, we have victory. So with this, we can see the one talks of God's sacrifice. We can see the other talks of God's acceptance. And we can see the last talks about God's victory. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2. You have time for a couple more scriptures? And I believe in these set of scriptures we're going to read, we're going to see all three aspects of sin, of righteousness, and judgment. Just repeat this after me. Father God, God, thank you for your sacrifice. sacrifice. Say thank you, Father, Father, for your acceptance acceptance of me. me. And thank you, Father, Father, for the victory victory that we have have in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Righteousness. I just keep going back to that. Man, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The moment that you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you know what? You can't become more righteous than that. Now, there might be works of righteousness that operate through your life, but you're not going to have greater acceptance with God because you have all of a sudden this obtained this another level of righteousness. Hallelujah. I mean, there's... And His righteousness, His way of doing and being right... What is not right in your life right now? The Holy Spirit is saying, hey, the sin issue has been taken care of. You are accepted and you have victory. I declare that whatever you're, you're facing, what you're going through, I declare you have victory over it. You have victory. You have victory over this because the God of this world has already been judged. You have an inheritance. Ephesians says that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. Ephesians 1.17, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you might know three things. 
the hope of his calling, the inheritance of the saints, and the exceeding greatness of his power. Lord, open our eyes to your hope, our inheritance, and the exceeding greatness of your power. Look at Colossians chapter 2. Let's, uh, let's just do. Thank you, Lord. It's verse 11. It says, In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Buried with him, in, with Christ in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God. Who raised him from the dead and you being dead in your trespasses and uncircumcision of your flesh. See, this is talking about sin. It says he made alive together. So and you being dead in the trespasses or you could say and you being dead in your sin and in this this uncircumcision, uncircumcision of your flesh. That's talking about the sin aspect. Then it says he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, all sins, and have wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out on the way of having it nailed to the cross. Wow. See, this is the gospel. See this, the Holy Spirit convincing the world of sin, convincing the world of righteousness and convincing the world of judgment is the gospel. The gospel, which is the power of God unto salvation. That's what the gospel is all about. Man sinned, man needed a savior, and then man had victory over Satan. That is the gospel. So the Holy Spirit is doing what? Revealing the good news to us. Revealing that we have a right to the good news. Revealing the fact that that we have an inheritance because of the good news. I have a right to be healed. I have a right to be whole. I have a right to prosper. I have a right to be at peace. I have a right to joy. I have a right to strength. I have a right to his love. I have a right to his mercy. I have a right to his character. I have a right to his nature. I have a right to everything that heaven has. Why? Because I've been made righteous and because I'm righteous, I have rights as a believer. I mean, I I think it'd be so much better if we stood up for our rights in the kingdom more than we more than we feel about our natural rights in the earth. I don't know. Some of you don't hear me that and that. So I, I think we need to stand up more for our rights in the kingdom. We need to stand more for the rights that we have in the kingdom more than our natural rights as a citizen of whatever nation we might live in. We have to stop allowing the enemy to run all over us because we have rights as children of God. So he gives an, it, it says, and he he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Now, this is the judgment part. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them. Triumphing over them in it. He made a public spectacle of the devil. Wow. No one has lost like Satan lost. 
You say, Pastor, you know, I've lost them. No, but no one has lost like Satan lost. But see, we, we give so much power to the enemy. We give so much credence to him and what he's doing in the earth. And instead of, wait a minute, hold on, <laughs> Satan. I mean, you even lost your title, Lucifer, which was really a glorious name. He, no one has lost like he's lost. Yeah, he is King Loser. He is, there, there's no... Yes, you might have had some ups and downs, but I'm telling you, you have not had a bad day like he's had a bad day. You know what? And it's not getting brighter for him. There is a lake of fire that's awaiting him. There, there is, I'm telling you, there, I, I mean, I love you, Isaiah, I think 14, and those, those, he goes, they'll step back and they'll see. And he goes, this is the one that deceived the nations. This is him. This is him. But see, if you don't know you're righteous, you'll never know your authority. If you don't know your righteousness, you'll continue to live in the cycle of sin. Instead of living in a cycle of victory. Tell you, this is what the Holy Spirit came to do. But instead, we tried to overcome sin in our mind. We try to become righteous in our flesh and we try to pretend we have victory. But when you know you're free from sin and you know you're the righteousness of God, victory is a part of your nature. Victory is a part of my nature. Freedom is a part of my nature. But if you just see yourself as this, well, I'm just a Christian. Well, just a Christian. No. You are a Christian, meaning you have the greater one living on the inside of you. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will always reveal to you whatever situation you're in. Where sin, righteousness, and judgment. He's already been judged. Hallelujah. Go back to John 16. Thank you, Father. Worship team, you can come back up. You... Sin, I heard this statement years ago. I don't remember where I heard this from, but talking about sin. Sin makes cowards of men. Sin makes cowards of men. But yet the Holy Spirit was sent to make champions out of men. Sin makes cowards out of men. What do I mean by like that? Mean by that? Just going back to my personal life, there was times 
early on, you know, you have that childlike faith as a Christian that you'll witness to a telephone pole if it would listen to you. You speak to everything that moves. I remember when I, and I first got to Texas and, and I was coming to Bible school and we were with this group of people and they were like, we're going to go downtown Fort Worth and, and we're going to preach the gospel. And I'm like, nah, that's not what I'm called to do. <laughs> nope, that's not me. I'm, 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 I'm in ministry of helps. That's ministry of helps. That's my calling. That's, I'm going to preach... No, I'll help you preach. You, you do that part and I'll, I'll hold your briefcase. You do that part and I'll sweep the floor. You do that, but you want, I'm going to preach where and what? And I don't know if you'd been downtown Fort, Fort Worth, it was before they did Sundance Square the way it is now. And there was a place called Four Day Weekend. And it's a, I think it's an improv place. And there was this brick, this brick um, stands that had trees in the center. And, and all of a sudden, the group of people I'm with, and they say, Justin, it's your turn. Your turn for what? Just, just preach. And so I'm now this is a Friday night at nine 30 at night, Sundance square people going by. Now we were not the ones that held the signs. You're going to hell. We weren't. That's Hey, that's not the way to do it. Okay. Just maybe if the Lord told you that, but typically Remember, the Holy Spirit comes to convince, not condemn, okay? And so I'm standing there, sweat, sweating in October, Friday night. And my people, they're like, just open your mouth. So I stood up and I'm going... The only thing I could think of was Jesus. And I said, Jesus! People were walking by and they were like. And all of a sudden, out of me was just, I started giving my testimony. And I said, this was uh, October of 1999. And I said, six years ago, almost seven years ago, Jesus healed my body. And, and I just started talking. I have no clue what I said. That's all I remember. And after that, my mouth was going 300 miles a minute. I got off and I'm like, what just happened? What just happened? And I'm like, Lord, but you know, no one got saved. Nothing happened. He goes, you sowed seed. And he goes, Justin, he goes, I didn't do that for them. He goes, I did that for you. I wanted to do that for you. Because what was the Holy Spirit was trying to get me, get over me, the fear of man. So the Holy Spirit was leading me. And, and there, there was times in your life where you'll have this boldness. But I'm telling you, where, I think where I started going with this, I think, was sin will make cowards out of men. If you're not careful, you'll have that boldness, you'll have that fire. And... And there was something that happened on the inside of me that day. But if you just get stuck in your little routine and rut in life, you won't step out of the boat and release the gifts that are inside of you. 
And going back to just after I got born again and would, would, would witness to people, would share my faith with people and, and do those different things. And, and all of a sudden, because of missing the mark, where before I would lay hands on anyone and pray for them and see miracles. But all of a sudden, now I'm like, I can't pray for you. In my mind, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm in a group of, of leaders and I'm like, I can't pray for them. God, because... What I did last week and what's going on the inside of my heart and I'm not making the right decisions and I, I'm, 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 I'm going in the wrong direction and, and, and I'm like, God, but yet they want me to pray and inside I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what to say. Why? Because the, the enemy has me in fear. But I'm telling you, when you know who you are, you'll be able to stand before a Red Sea and hold up this stuff and, and, and say, hey, because God said, because God said, because God said, this is what God said. This is what God said. Go ahead and stand to your feet. John 16. He goes, of judgment... Because the ruler of this world is judged. Verse 12 says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Meaning Jesus said, I have more things to share with you, but I can't say them. But what the Holy Spirit's going to share the things that I'm leaving out. Because he says, however, he, the spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. Now listen to this. And he will tell you things to come. Now listen to this. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine. Now hear that. He will take what is mine. Jesus is saying he take what is mine and declare it to you. Don't, I mean, think, expand your, your understanding here. Jesus is saying he's going to take what is mine and he's going to declare it to you. Verse 15 says, all things, say all things, all things things that the father has are mine. Wow. Let Let this just settle in. Let this settle on you for a moment. Jesus says, all things that are mine, the Holy Spirit is going to declare it to you. Then he says, all things that the father has are mine. Get a picture of that. We could read in reverse. He said, all things that the father has are mine. We can go back to read the next the verse before it. And all things that are mine, the father's going to declare it to you. Woo. Wow. Wow. That makes me say, wow. All things, all things, all things, all things, all things. There's nothing that he cannot reveal to me. There's nothing that he can't do in me and through me. There's nothing. All things that the father has are mine. Now listen to this. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and reveal it to you. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's a revealer. All things. All things. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. Reveal, show, hallelujah.
Oh, Father, we praise you and we thank you for your goodness. Hallelujah. Thank you for you. Just worship him for a moment. Hallelujah. You're faithful. Oh, we worship you. Oh, we're so grateful. Oh, we're so grateful. Lord, I have a heart of gratitude this morning for the work of the Holy Spirit. I have a heart of gratitude today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That everything, everything, everything that why the script, why the Holy Spirit was sent in scripture, Lord, that that's for us. That's for me today, Lord. That's for them today, Lord. All things, all things, Lord, that you're revealing all things, all things. Thank you, Father, that we come behind in no gift. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory today, Father. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. We have freedom today because the Holy Spirit has convinced us that the sin issue has been taken care of. We have freedom today because we know that we've been made righteous. We have freedom today, Father, because we know the prince of this world is already judged. And we have stand here today victorious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not lacking anything. Not missing out on anything. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, that you are all in all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. As Corinthians, Colossians said, Lord, that Jesus was the fullness of the Godhead bodily was in him. And he goes on and says, and we are complete in him. Hallelujah. There's nothing. There's nothing. Hallelujah. That we have to, to miss out on. Hallelujah. Fully equipped, fully supplied. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. If you've been living in a life of of sin that's tormenting you, sin that's keeping you from a life of peace and joy I declare you today by the Holy Ghost whom the Son sets free is free indeed Hallelujah Hallelujah Lord you said in your word if we would confess our sins that you are righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. If you've been living a life of sin, living life of just missing the mark and just weighted down by, by wrong direction and wrong life, just right where you are, just, just repent. Just lift your hands and repent and say, I've received Jesus. I've received the, 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 the one who's forgiven me. I've received the one whose blood was enough. I'm receiving, I've received the, the shed blood of Jesus that washes me and cleanses me and makes me whiter than snow. Just right where you are, right where you are, just, just, just ask him, just lift your hands and start to worship and say, I make you Lord today. I make you Lord today. I make you King of Kings and Lord of Lords over my life today. Hallelujah. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Receive, receive, receive your forgiveness today. Receive your forgiveness today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Just declare out, I've received my forgiveness today. Oh, I've received my forgiveness today. I stand forgiven. I stand whole. Hallelujah. I'm forgiven. Can everyone lift their hands right now? Hallelujah. 
Oh, just say, I've received my forgiveness today. Oh, I'm forgiven today. Hallelujah. I stand cleansed today. I'm made new today. Hallelujah. Because the Holy Spirit has directed me out of sin and into righteousness. Hallelujah. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And because you're forgiven. I know I'm having you, you say some things today, but sometimes your mouth needs to hear confessions of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just with, with an attitude of faith. Say this. Because I'm forgiven. I'm righteous. Because I'm forgiven. I am justified. I'm standing before God today. Without the sense. Or feeling. Of guilt. Or condemnation. Because who the sun sets free. Is free indeed. I am righteous. I am righteous. In Jesus name. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.